Go. Just the drive podcast. They come into my. Says it like it is. The scenic drive with Rion weekdays four to seven. Jacaranda FM. Well, that's ironic because this song is burning fire. <laughs> how how is that ironic, huh, Monique? <laughs> well, because just literally a second ago. Mm. Mm. Somebody walked into the studio and I was like, there must be a fire because there is literally a fireman in full uniform in the studio. Yes. Or a strip show. Well, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, wow, guys, you shouldn't have gone out of way. Um, so, Nkosim Zolos with us is a firefighter. He's also the shift commander at the Hunters Hill Fire Station in Randburg. Um, and he's just done the 94.7 uh, Joburg bike race on the 21st of November in full uniform wow. with his helmet on and an oxygen bottle weighing 21.5 kgs on mm-hmm. his back. Why did you do it in full uniform, Corsi? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's a long story, it seems. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's more of... Uh, okay, it's, uh, just a few couple of things. But the first one is um, just more of like making an awareness for... The emergency responders uh, who are being attacked when they're rendering services out there—that's uh, a massive problem. Yeah, that's and it's growing very fast. So that's been one of the close ones, and I've been a victim myself. So, so, so you need to understand this is now emergency responders, mm. and it's 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 paramedics, it's firemen. You arrive somewhere, and people uh, do they try to rob you? What what do they do? Uh, Yes, they rob us like of our goods, like cell phones and the equipment that's in the ambulance. Wow. And man, yeah, and some of being like attacked when you're trying to assist someone that's been attacked. Those guys are like, okay, yeah, we trying to kill him, and you're assisting him. You might as well just go with him. So, what happened to you? Uh, with me, it was uh, actually uh, armed robbery. Uh, they were trying to get our cell phones, the wallets, and also the equipment in the ambulance. <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, we were uh, lucky enough to get away on time and I would say by lucky myself and my partner were not at the same position at the same time I was still in the steering wheel and uh, she was just uh, by the passenger door and as the guy said hands up give us your cell phones and I don't know what happened I wasn't thinking and I just saw that car moving like at a very high speed and I was gone yes man yeah so uh, you can imagine they they need to go out in the field mm. on a daily basis and uh, in any area where help is needed and this is what happens where 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 was this where did this happen uh, it was on the Hanichu side by the informal settlements in Zanspreit so someone has to go is it a problem now of firefighters going and paramedics uh, are, are they going uh, well I, I i'm not going because it's too dangerous <laughs> Yeah, um, we still going, and uh, we actually get help from the SAPS uh, all the time. We get a call that side, and we go via the police station and ask if they can escort us. Uh-huh. And yeah, just depending on them. Listen, well, clearly, uh, you know, you're successful in your attempt because um, we noticed you and we thought we need to bring you on the show. But when I said, of course, Imzola is going to be on the show, I got a, a text message from uh, Prof. Alma McIntosh. She's a, a sexual health advisor and they're at uh, the DSA clinic. Um, and she said, that's, that's my son. And you, uh, you walked in here and you said, well, that's my mother. 
that's 100% correct. So I thought I needed to get Elna on the show. Hello, Elna. Hi, Leon. So how, how, do, you, how do you know in Corsi?
Elna McIntosh, uh, the sexual health expert in the country. She was just on the show. She said, you, uh, you, she said, ask him about the canoe marathons, the, the paddling. What's, uh, you started paddling at some point, being a canoeist. Yeah, I actually started paddling at the age of 11 when I was still in the Vale of Kizadan. So, yeah. Uh, how, did you, how did you start doing that? Um, there's actually a guy by the name of uh, it's the late uh, Robert Lambete who was uh, we recently started a canoe club. Uh, mm. yeah. The plan was to actually include like black paddlers in the sport, mm. which was actually a white sport mm. since yeah. like a water sport. 100%. So, um, what he was doing was I was going along the river and like looking at people there, checking those who can swim and then try to convince them to change the direction to go and start uh, the canoeing. And uh, he actually found us in the river and uh, then we went to the dam and which the dam where we are not allowed to go. And for us, we were actually more excited about being in that dam than that whatever canoeing that we didn't know much about. And uh, so he, he taught us how to canoe there and we we're actually more enjoying the swimming in the dam instead of the canoeing. But eventually we got there. So because of the canoeing, you came here. I am a man I am today because of the canoeing, I'll say. How did, how did that come about? Um, when my other mother from the other family, the Mlungu one, uh, Dr. Elta, Elna McIntosh uh, was also a canoeist and she would come often in the valley and she's the kind of a person who likes to just pull you to a better um, situation, like, give you help she was like mm. so helpful she like she would like to help us she would like feed us in the competitions and there were some other guys that had uh, came to visit me before um i uh, came to visit her before myself and he actually just after my metric also asked me to do the same and i was like oh there's gonna be an opportunity for me uh to get out of the valley and see what's mm. out there for me well that's incredible <laughs> listen i gotta ask you we're just gonna get back to the fire firefighting What's the what's the worst fire you you were ever called out to? Uh, yeah. Okay. There's uh, actually one big one that um, I don't think I'll ever forget it. Uh, it wasn't really the worst fire, but it's how the conditions and everything changed around me there. Uh, it was a house fire where there were some two adults that were trapped in the building and the house was well alight. It was like burning very well. And um, we are trying to extinguish the fire, but we kept on hearing those screams and we somehow with my team managed to go inside that house and uh, on the other side of the flames, we, we could see an old man was sitting in a wheelchair mm. and just screaming for help. And we tried by all means to kill that fire, but we We were just few minutes late and while we were still busy, then the roof collapsed while we were right in there. Sure. Luckily, none of us got trapped, but the old man who was sitting in the wheelchair on the other side of the flames, he just disappeared from us because all we could see was just dust and fire. And we only found him like hours later when we extinguished the fire and he had already sort of like bent to... You couldn't recognize him. 
And this is the thing, you, this is what you face, but you have to go back again tomorrow when there's another fire and hope for the best. I'll say it's, it, it has somehow became a norm for us. It's like you come and get the radio station. Mm. You're just going to treat uh, each and every call differently and just going to try to adjust and move on to the next one and say, there are people out there who need our help. If we don't go there, who's going to go there? Mm. So someone has to do it. And for guys like myself, I would say it's, it's like a calling. Uh, you just have to be there. Mm. So, yeah. Yo. Untouchable, untouchable. Let's go. <laughs> Need to let it go. You never know where it's heading. The Scenic Drive with Rian.